to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Here's a chance for a shot. Scores! Austin Matthews has done it again. 52 on the board. Kept alive by Marner. Marner with a pass in front. They score! It's him again! That kid has got another one! Matthews in the corner. Can't get a shot. Closer pass for Marner. Marner centering in front of the goal. Matthews scores! Austin Matthews, the hat trick! And he now shares the lead with 54 goals in a season. And the Maple Leafs have a 5-2 lead. Move over, Rick Vive, but not all the way over. You're sharing the seat right now with Austin Matthews. Leafs are 6-2 winners on the road in Tampa, kicking off a back-to-back in Florida. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you for Leaf Station postgame. Gordo, I don't know how you, how you can't feel great after a win like that against a team like that in Tampa. How are you feeling after the Leafs 6-2 win? I just wish it was down there. What a great time to be down there. More Leaf fans, or, or, or certainly loud Leaf, fa- loud Leaf fans. Tampa Bay's got fans. They should. A uh, couple Stanley Cups. But, wow, I did not expect Austin Matthews to take care of business quite like this. I mean, he's on a roll. Jack Campbell, positive. Uh, it's not a playoff game. That would only, That's the only thing that would make it better. But uh, uh, you had to love the way they played against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, once again, it's a big Jack Campbell night, and we will get to that. It, it was huge for him to have the the game he had, but we we got to start with with you know you and I were were down there with uh, you know about twenty thousand of our closest friends watching him get to fifty uh, on Thursday night, and I you know since since that's happened, pretty much you know every time I've been going on a show or just talking with people, do you think he's going to get sixty? Do you think he's going to get sixty? And I have always thought since he got fifty, he'd come up just a little short of that figured 58 maybe 59 no I think we have to believe he's gonna get 60 now if he's gonna be ripping them off like this you know this is what great players do they they go on runs like this and they have big games when they really matter uh you know it's it's amazing how quickly he's now tied Rick Vive when he was four away from him just a couple games ago it's I I'm I'm running out of amazing things to say about this guy and that's a problem because he's gonna keep doing them for a long time well, him and, and Mitch Marner, right? Uh, yes, just, of course. Um, both of them. Like, it's funny. You know, we, um, we were kind of kidding. We watched that at the end of every uh, – the start of every game, pregame skate, him and Mitch <laughs> Marner forever have been the final two guys on the ice. And for a couple of minutes, they're by themselves. And we're just talking like Pierre Engvall's trying to be a cool kid. He's now <laughs> made it a trio, although he does depart. Uh, and that leaves it to them, them, those two to be the final two. But a lot of the stuff they do, Brent, like they're just, you know, kind of – doing these dipsy doodle, like these kind of things that very few, very few individuals can do. That's kind of, they're almost like I'm watching that Showtime series, Magic Johnson, a rookie year with the LA Lakers and, you know, the blind passes that he did and all that and just revolutionizing the game. And they're kind of doing that now. Like they're kind of passing the puck to spots. Like all the stuff they do at the end of a warmup is working in actual NHL games right now for those two. Yeah, the the second goal specifically, the second Matthews goal tonight, you know, Matthews' little quick area pass to Marner. Marner quickly finds him just a couple seconds later after that. And, you know, that's that's two things kind of jumping out to me. One, obviously, it's incredible talent and vision and understanding of the game. But it's the thing you nailed. It's just guys who spend 
a ton of time together on the ice, a ton of time together off the ice. It's just, we always talk about chemistry, chemistry, and what does it mean? That's what it is right there. Like the way those two are playing. And then conversely, you know, you, you mentioned Marner Matthews makes the great play to set him up for, for his goal. And that's another play like that of just understanding where Marner's going to jump to after you make the read, you know, again, we, we keep going back to it. I don't know how anybody else can tell me there's a better line in hockey. And, you know, it's one thing for them to have games like this, you know, uh, actually I think it was Bunting who got the hat trick against the, the Red Wings, but you know, it's one thing to have a hat trick in a 10, seven game against the wings to have a game like that against the team like that. It, I mean, one, it's huge for your confidence and your belief that you can do it. If you have to do this in the playoffs in a month's time, but two, I, I think it kind of goes the other way. It kind of makes Tampa not, not that they're not aware of how good they are, but maybe it puts a little doubt in, in Tampa's mind that they're going to just roll the Leafs. If that, if that line specifically is going to look like that. Yeah, I, I doubt. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If, I think Tampa's kind of immune to doubts, but it probably maybe an awareness. And and for the Leafs, though, I, I'm with you on that point. They didn't get. You know, I I think it hurt them last year not getting those great Atlantic Division opponents at some point throughout the regular season. So just you know, a sense of and that Florida game at home was like that as well. You know, a sense of who who they're going to have to go through the first two rounds to get somewhere, and the fact they've been they've been up to the task, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, they, they absolutely have. And, you know, it's just that that top line is is what rolls. I think another really, you know, important thing to take out of tonight, and I don't want to I don't want to make a mountain out of it. And, and no, it's not Jack Campbell. We'll get to that. I know that's the second big story, but just kind of sticking with the big forwards for a second. The fact that you don't I, I don't know. Obviously, I thought about it early on in the game, but pretty quickly it, it was apparent that. The Leafs weren't going to miss William Nylander too much. And I don't want to make that to be, oh, look at what this team could be without him. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying at some point in the playoffs or at some point in a game that counts, we remember this happened last year with John Tavares, you have to find a way without really important players on your team. And the fact that they really didn't miss a beat tonight, I, I know it's one game and the Leafs are better with William Nylander in the lineup. But I think the fact that they looked the way they did without him tonight speaks volumes about the team too. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and you know, you hope everyone's healthy for the playoffs, but uh, certainly two years with scary injuries. Jake Muzzin a couple of years ago, and oh my God, John Tavares, that's probably the most uh, sickening I've ever felt seeing initially someone getting hurt. But after it just becomes this convenient excuse, uh, mm -hmm. well, yeah, and Tavares was hurt. Yeah, Muzzin was hurt. And no, you got you got to play with guys out of the lineup, including maybe Austin Matthews, heaven forbid. I don't know whomever. And the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning did it with Steven Stamkos in the bubble, just playing, just playing that uh, that that couple of shifts at the end. So yeah, need, no Nylander. He's one of their elite players. I mean, you're always a better team with William Nylander in the in the lineup. But then there's opportunities for others when he's not there. And tonight, uh, tonight the team capitalized on those. Yeah, they, they did. And, you know, just a little sequitur there. One one guy who definitely kind of took advantage of some extra opportunity because of that was Nick Abruzzese. But we need to talk about Jack Campbell here. This has been the kind of question mark lording over the team. Well, since Jack Campbell kind of stopped being the Jack Campbell, we've got to know here. Then when Peter Morazic goes down, the Leafs are looking great. You love the way the team's playing in terms of the skaters in front of the goalie. But goaltending's always been this question mark for the team. And Man, you, you see Campbell have a game like that against the Lightning team that obviously, you know, can, can mount the pressure. He, he stops 32 of 34 shots, including some incredible, incredible looks from obviously really talented shooters. And, man, that's a game that really has to have Campbell feeling good about, about himself and, of course, you know, us feeling good about Campbell. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they talk about those last uh, six games before he was hurt. And keep in mind, some of that he was hurt trying to play through it. And he was averaging 4.50 goals against. And, you know, for starters, uh, mentioned all the time, it'd be great if you had goaltending that could steal games for you. That would be phenomenal. And maybe maybe Jack Campbell um, does that in the playoffs or steals a series for you. But the minimum, play well enough to win. Well enough allowing your team an opportunity to win. So, check, check. He's done that since he's come back from the injury. And, and I don't know how much... His injury, how much as was he was he battling a mental down period, whatever it may be, check check so far the first couple of games back. Yeah, and I, I you know, I I expect the next time we'll see him will not be tomorrow, but it'll be Thursday when when they continue their, or actually finish up their road trip uh, against the Stars in Dallas. And man, uh, just a funny kind of poetic thing that that's where uh, that's of course where uh, the team he got drafted by. You know, L.A. is kind of where he found his footing there. But yeah, all, all those moons ago, a top ten or eleven pick for Campbell, and uh, yeah, that's where I expect we'll see him back as good as he looked tonight, and as important as I think these games are against Tampa and Florida tomorrow. You cannot play with fire here so i i'm sure you're with me uh shalgren gets to start tomorrow well absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. he's uh <laughs> you don't yeah you don't you don't want to really test him you don't want to really test jack campbell and uh um they'll need somebody you know hopefully a, a decent backup whoever it may be in the playoffs but uh uh you're i, I think it's going to go back to the old rotation that campbell as long as he's healthy because he, you know he wants to get some games in as well there is a gap between the end of the regular season start of the playoffs like it gets kind of slack around then so you don't have to worry about rest whether it's mentally or physically so I think anything but back-to-backs I think he's going to play yeah that's that's where where I tend to fall in this and especially with just how few games are, are left in the season you know I believe it's 13 or 12 left after tonight and then you know one of those is a back-to-back and he's not going to play in those so it's not you know, uh, an insane ask of Jack Campbell to play nine hockey games uh, in a month or 10 hockey games, which is kind of what uh, we'd be tracking towards here. You know, I look at a night like tonight, and I think the Leafs played really, really well, like as a whole. Obviously, that kind of goes without saying. It's a 6-2 win over the back-to-back cup champs, but I I thought that was a dominant effort top to bottom. But, um, you know, you're sitting here, you're looking at the box score, and you're saying, Okay, once again, it's it's that big line kind of giving you all your offense. I look at it and say, that's what your big line's supposed to do. You know, you get a couple of goals from your middle six players in, in Kerfoot and Engvall, and your big boys are, are supposed to carry you. I, I do think with the way the second line hasn't quite been a scoring line for this team, we do tend to go back to the, do they have enough scoring up and down the lineup? Uh, I, I look at it and say, I don't think there's anything to kind of pick at with that win today. And of course, there's moments you'd like to have back, but... To me, that was just a kind of clinical team effort or a- as clinical as it can be against the team as good as Tampa. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like if you, uh, whether it's keys to victory at the start, you could, they, they were all achieved. You know, you could pick three or probably in this case, pick 30. I, I will say one thing. And again, I'm, I'm not the one facing the shots. It's not like he gave up soft goals, but I don't think anyone has played more sensational games against the Leafs or anybody else in the NHL than Andre Vasilevsky. So, um, I'm I so I'm a little surprised getting six by him just period even though you can't you can't really fault him on on them off the top of my head uh, 
particularly by Austin Matthews, and it was shown a lot on TV, how he just moves his stick, makes sure he just takes take, takes a subtle last little move to get it away from the defenseman trying to block it and just kind of get that special trajectory that he's um, honed to perfection. But, uh, uh, yeah, Andre Vasilevsky, to me, there'll be nights like tonight where you're going to get those scoring chances that got you six goals tonight, and uh, another game, he'll, he'll, you'll only get one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of kind of thinking of the goals here. So Engvall, that's a bullet shot. Okay, yeah, maybe you'd like to have that one back. Uh, Austin Matthews, uh, sorry. Yeah, he, he scores. Uh, it's probably not your fault. Maybe you'd like to have another crack at it. But, you know, if he's shooting or, or getting passes from Marner, you, you really can't fault him there. The Mitch Marner goal is a one-timer point blank in the slot after your defenseman turns it over right beside you. Uh, again, that to me just kind of proves how talented this team is offensively, that you're sitting there and it wasn't Vasilevsky having a stinker of a night. It wasn't, oh, man, he needs to be better. You know, maybe if, if you're doing lightning post game, you'd quibble with one or two. But like you said, these are just all really, really strong, rock-solid plays for, from the team here. And, you know, I, I, I kind of want to move to the to the back end now. You know, we keep talking about this least blue line, and Jake Muzzin is going to come back, it looks like, in this game against the Panthers. And, you know, you, you always try to or like to make the point, and you're right about it, that Muzzin in that Columbus series, it was like, well, how could you win if there's no Jake Muzzin? And now he's going to come back, and he's going to be on the third pair, and you, you think, you hope he can help, but he's far from the guy who has to be the be-all and end-all here. Well, boy, coming off a couple of concussions, and again, you know, they, they know what they're doing, the medical staff, and about giving clearance, and it just was weird because, you know, uh, uh, you may have watched or heard the same kind of interviews, like, just seems like a week ago, and he's, you know, talking about quality of life and these kind of things, and, and I'm, I was, yeah. I was getting a much different vibe than thinking he was going to return imminently, but... Uh, it's uh, uh, a, a depth D. He, you know, he's the guy that struggled at the start of the season. I think I think Justin Hall's the guy that did as well and has really got himself, got his act together the second half. And you know, you know, Jake Jake Muzzin. This has not been a this has not been a, not been a um, banner season for him, regardless. And maybe part of it was the injuries all along. So him being healthy, uh, if he can be a depth D, the more the merrier. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And you know, it was kind of the point made when when the Leafs dealt Travis Dermott. And I, I'm not relitigating that trade. I think it was time for him to kind of get a new, uh, you know, a new lease on life in the NHL. Try try to you know find his way somewhere else. But you need seven, eight, nine defensemen. If hey, you want to go on a real deep run, you might need ten. And the that that's the encouraging thing is that you have a guy like Jake Muzzin. And I'm not sitting here saying, oh, he's going to be your seventh or eighth defenseman. He's probably, if he's the Jake Muzzin that we saw anything like before this season, he's probably going to be one of your top six. But just having that depth is really important. I think the interesting thing with, with him kind of going forward in what you do is – who do you play him with? You know, obviously that pair with Hall just hasn't really worked out. I wonder if you start him with a guy like Brody. You put Brody on the on the right side. He's kind of been the security blanket seemingly for everybody on this decor. And well, Marchi Ardano's kind of becoming that on the left side. What what would you do with Bro, with with Muzzin? Because I I don't I'm not saying him and Hall can't play together again this year, but I don't think that's where I'd start him. I remember my sister Karen. She worked at a, when she was uh, worked at a restaurant that was busy all the time. And when she okay. was new, there'd be like a senior server that would sort of keep an eye and would quickly come in and help if if you fell behind on tables. Mm. And that and that's what T.J. Brody is for the Leafs, right? 
That's yeah. kind of honestly you know, what what he is right now. That if you're you know if you're trying to trying to feel your feel your oats, if you've been having a little bit of a rough patch, if you're trying to get reacclimated in in Muzzin's case to playing again, that he he seems to be the guy. So um, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, given now that with Labushkin and Giordano, it it changes the complex complexion so much about you know having options out there. Where before you said, well, who else can the person play with? Now you've got those options. Yeah, it is. It is amazing how adding one more body and, you know, I don't want to make Mark Giordano out to be just a body. He's been more for that for this team. He's been kind of a guy who can kind of stabilize things. Labushkin, another guy in that in that mix. And it just kind of gives you so many different looks of what way you can do it. You know, Justin Hall comes in. It's likely Timothy Lilligren that goes out. And, you know, maybe when he first, you know, got looks this year, you're saying, OK, Lilligren's your eighth D. I guess I'm OK with that. You know, this is a guy who I think on a lot of teams is not really getting thought about being taken out of the lineup at all. So, again, it just kind of goes to hammer home and show just how strong the Leafs' depth is kind of up and down the lineup. You know, we think of them as a top-heavy team because of all those salaries, and they are. Like, they have the best top line in hockey, so you don't get you, – you, you're going to be a little top-heavy when that's the case. But it's the it's, it's the availability of these bodies that can kind of give them stuff. You know, we look at a guy like Engvall up, up with the forwards and, you know, Lilligren, not that he's been quite as impactful as Engvall, but he he's another guy who it's just – I think if he's playing in playoff games, you don't feel like it's, you know, something to worry about like maybe you would have early on in the season. Yeah, I mean, Engvall and McKayev are two guys that I've really liked the way they've elevated their game. And 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 Leafs, you know, going into last year's playoff really didn't have third and fourth lines going like that, you know, contributing that kind of offense. So uh, I, I, I've liked that. I, uh, uh, I I mentioned about, so on D, I mentioned about Justin Hall. I thought he's picked up his game. And I, I liked Rasmus Sandin as well before he, he got injured, obviously, just his kind of growth. You know, Lilligren, uh, been kind of fits and starts, but the depth, the depth, the depth, and again, the playoffs, the playoffs, because uh, the star players, no question, they weren't able to do it the last two years, but the deeper teams are the ones that go far as well, that, you know, get the big goal by Ilya Mikheyev, get the big goal by P- the, you know, game-winning goal by Pierre Engvall for a change, you know, something like that in in a playoff series, and, and that'll be huge, so it's not, you know, you, you don't just win exclusively because of your top line. Yeah, look look at the Lightning, right? I mean, they are they are as loaded a team as is. And who was it who scored the goal that won them the cup last year? Ross Colton. Not not exactly the first name that that comes to mind when you think of of all the Lightning's high power offense. Uh, I want to hear from some of the Leafs. We're going to step aside for a little bit before we do that. But Gordo, I think kind of big picture, just looking at it for you. How much does a game like tonight? It's one game. You don't make a mountain out of it or anything like that. But does it? Does it give you more belief that the Leafs can? I, I don't even want to say hang because I think we all think the Leafs can hang in a in a playoff series with the Lightning. But they've done it twice. Well, well, they've done it like nine times. What the Leafs are trying to do once win a series here. You know, how much does a game like tonight kind of change how you look at a I think likely playoff series between these two teams? Well, I will answer your question, but I do remember when the Leafs beat the Ottawa Senators every year, and one of those playoff wins, Ottawa was a better team with points, and Ottawa had just stuck it to the Leafs the last two times they met in the last, like, five games of the regular season, and the Leafs came out 1-4 straight, you know, made some adjustments <laughs> yep. in the playoffs. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to rain on the parade on that suggestion. I'm, that, that, that's kind of extreme, but, you know, that's, that's what can happen as well. But I, I just think, to your point, uh, Brent, that, I think it's important for this team after not playing Tampa and, and really two years ago when um, 
when COVID hit, they were going to supposed to play Florida two more times. Remember that? Like the Florida yep. games were late. So, so they never really got these, these, these divisional rival games in the last two years. So I, th- I think for the Maple Leafs, it's about good habits. It's about positives. And I think, and I think, you know, Tampa Bay, they got two Stanley cups in a row. It's that, that there's no, there's no skin in the game like that for them, but for the Maple Leafs, I think there's some value in meaning that way. Yeah, I, I think it's really important for them. And you mentioned the the Canadian division there, not not having those those kind of games. Yeah, it got chippy against Winnipeg sometimes, but you're so sick of seeing each other that it didn't turn into animosity. It turned into you know borderline complacency at times. Uh, you know, for everybody in the league, when you're just kind of playing the same five or six teams all the time, I think it's really important for them to have games like this leading into the playoffs. And we're just looking at the schedule here, the last five games of the regular season. The Leafs visit Tampa, they visit Florida, they visit Washington, they're home to the Red Wings, okay, and then they're home to Boston. If that stretch of hockey can't get you ready for the playoffs, and yeah, most of those teams' spots will be home and cooled, but you're still going to be kind of getting ready. It feels like that stretch just kind of perfectly sets them up to to be to be kind of peaking or, or readying themselves heading into the playoffs. I know, like we, we're, we you know, we well, but let, let's face it, we talk uh, quite a bit about the Leafs, so it's like overanalyzing um, is not really the case because I, I think I think we're looking and trying to think look at it constructively and it's something different and there's value and something different and having success with something different in the regular season I mean last year it was those three games against the Edmonton Oilers where they almost shut them out all three just gave oh. up one goal late in the third game and three different goaltenders played and you know, but you're and, and I remember talking to Joe Bowen and just said, "Wow, I've never experienced this kind of rarefied air." You know, again going against a Connor McDavid type team, and and but that but that wasn't, you know, that that wasn't uh, as good of a uh, preparation for the playoffs as battling these Atlantic Division teams that they've done of late and will in the next few games. Yeah, no, uh, fun, fun stretch now, fun stretch to end the season. And the last 47 games have been a fun stretch for Austin Matthews because he has 47 goals in that. That includes a hat trick tonight. Goals 52, 53, and 54 on the season. Of course, 54 tying him for the single season franchise record with Rick Vive. Something tells me he will uh, he will nudge past, nudge past uh, Squid for 55 at some point before the season's over. Uh, Gordo, plenty for you and I to get to. But before we do that, let's hear from the man who's had a hat trick tonight. Tonight, here is Austin Matthews. Uh, I mean, this is a big game for us. Obviously, uh, you know, they're a really good team. They know how to win. Um, so it was, I think, an important game for us. Obviously, uh, at this point of the season, these points, all these points count and, and really matter. So I thought it was just a really full uh, full effort from all uh, all 23 guys, all four lines, three sets of D, um, full 60 minutes tonight. So I thought it was just a really complete game from everybody. What does it feel like to see the hats come down when you're in a wave? That's, uh, I mean, I don't think it's any secret. I think we travel pretty well, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, this uh, this part of the U.S. and Florida. I think a lot of people kind of migrate down here towards, uh, you know, this area, uh, especially in the wintertime. So uh, it's it's fun playing down here, and it's fun having the, um, you know, the visiting support from, from our fans coming all over the place. What do you mean to have the share of the uh, single-season franchise record? Uh, yeah, it's humbling. It means a lot. Obviously, um, just to be in the same sentences, uh, you know, a guy like Rick Vive and, and these other guys that have uh, come before us that, um, you know, just kind of represented what it means to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. So it, it means a lot, and, and it's extremely humbling. Do you know Rick at all? Uh, I just met him in passing, um, you know, through different events uh, throughout the years in the team. So uh, he's always been really good to me. Always been really friendly and nice. How does it feel to have a guy like Jack Campbell? 
Yeah, I think he's a guy that uh, you know just wants to compete in there, and um, you know we play you know teams like tonight, um, you know teams that uh, we see you know have won that are good that are really deep. I think he just raises his level and um, you know gives it everything he has every single night. But you know especially in these games, he wants to be great, and I thought he was excellent tonight. Once again, Mitch and Bunting are, are big parts of a big night for you tonight. They've been with you since day one of this week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these guys. Uh, you know, I just think we have so much fun together. Uh, we're extremely close uh, outside of the rink, and really enjoy spending time. And um, you know, I just think we. We try to mesh as well as possible, and I think the chemistry's grown um, throughout the season. And um, you know, I think we've just stayed hungry and uh, and motivated, and just every night trying to bring in, trying to compete, and be good on both sides of the puck, and uh, and just have fun out there. So obviously, those two guys are have been a blast to play with. Mitchie's, you know, he's unbelievable. He's a special player, uh, special guy as as well as Bunce. And um, you know, I think all three of us just try to feed off each other and and, and play our best every night. What do you think? Hmm. Thinking you might get a point tonight? Um, just go out there and play hockey, and whatever happens, happens. What does a win like this do for the team's confidence? Not just the score, but who you're playing, two times cup champions, all that. Has you think they're just fine with the way this season? Yeah, I think it's it's obviously really positive. Um, you know, it's at this point of the season, this is where you want to start building momentum and. Uh, you know, building, um, generating multiple wins in a row and stuff like that. So our schedule's been tough. We're playing good teams. We got another tough team, obviously tomorrow. And um, you know, we're just trying to play, uh, play full 60 minutes every single night and stay focused on the task at hand. What are you most proud of in terms of the team's effort tonight? I just think uh, just the full effort from everybody, full 60 minutes. Um, you know, you know when you play good teams, uh, teams that have won, teams that uh, know how to win. Uh, you need a full 60 minutes. Um, uh, effort from everybody, and you need everybody on board. And I just thought, um, from goaltending to our D to forwards, I thought everybody was on the same page tonight and just competing, and um, you know, just played a really well all-around game. I would agree. I I would agree with Austin Matthews' uh, assessment of that. Uh, he gets the hat trick tonight in the Leafs' win on the road in Tampa. Uh, Fifty-four goals now on the season for him. That ties the Leafs' single-season record. Gordo, I threw out the number. Everybody else has been doing the same. 47 goals in 47 games. We we do it all the time. We talk about how crazy this is. You've seen a ton of things in this game. Of course, you know, Gretzky did it in 39. This is an incredible clip that, that he's going on here. Well, it is. And uh, I, I like as well, he gave a, a shout out in some respect to Ricky Vive. I, I think very highly of Ricky Vive. He wore the Leaf jersey with a lot of pride. He really did. He really did. So I'm glad that Austin acknowledged that. It, but I've never seen this. <laughs> I've never seen this, you know, 47 and 47. And uh, uh, we keep going back to he didn't play the first three games of the year and got off mm-hmm. to a slow start. And I think a lot of us thought because, you know, you, you, you think to win the Rock of Richard trophy, you really can't have a down 10 game segment. And he did to start the season part of it because he didn't play. Uh, and then all of a sudden to turn it on like this. Even we can do this math, though, right? What he's averaging well, goal per game. Oh, in this stretch, even I can. You're you're sneaky good at math, but even I can say goal per game in 47. Uh, in 47, there, Court. Even even I'm uh, capable capable of hitting hitting that one. It's uh it's it's incredible. And you know, it's funny. You talk about Rick Vive wearing the jersey with pride. Of course, of course, he did. 
Sounds like Austin Matthews does as well. You you could you could hear the smile on his face talking about the hats hitting the ice. That's what it's like to be a part of Leaf Nation. Pretty much wherever you go, uh, it's not always going to be a home game, but you're always going to have uh, some home fans there. Plenty to get into tonight. Uh, Got to hear from Jack Campbell as well. Potentially Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe, Brent Gunning, and Gord Stellick here with you. We continue to break down a six-two. Yeah. 6-2 Leafs win on the road in Tampa. Keep on listening here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Leafs Nation postgame. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you. Happy times in the Atlantic Division because the Leafs not double up, but triple up the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2 is the final on the road in Tampa. Half of the Leafs goals tonight coming from the league leader in goals. Austin Matthews with goals 52, 53, and 54 on the season. Of course, 54 uh, ties him with Rick Vive. Gord, you and I have broke it down. Let's hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, do you get caught up in moments when a, when a player like Austin uh, ties a franchise record? I wouldn't say I'd get caught up in it, um, but I'm aware of it, and I think it's, I think it's outstanding. I mean, for him to take a, first of all, getting the 50 goals, that in itself is, is a milestone for him, and then no hesitation, you know, he's on to the next thing, which is the next game and the next challenge. Um, I think his focus remains on leading this team. And that's the best part about him. He just stays humble, continues to work. He knows he's a great player, knows the goals are going to come. This is part of what he does for our, for our club. And, um, but he's leading our team in lots of, lots of different ways. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. <clears throat> but no doubt the, the accomplishment of you know, tying that record here and doing it so convincingly here on the road. Um, it's a team like this. And uh, just around the corner from getting the 50th is, is pretty outstanding. What do you like about the team's overall effort tonight? We just thought we were disciplined, uh, disciplined in how we played, how we competed. <clears throat> you know, not a perfect game, but you're not going to play a perfect game against that team. They're, they work, they compete, they you know, make it real hard on you to get out of your zone. Um, pretty even first period, you know, but uh, really liked you know, how we pulled away there in the second and then just did a really good job of taking care of the game from there. Sorry, what did you think of Jack's performance? It's the second game back and had to make a lot of difficult saves it seemed, especially in the situations. Yeah, he was excellent. I mean, those, it's not an easy team to play, with, play against. You know, they've got great shoot, not only great shooters, but great passers. They, they move the puck across the rink really well through seams, change sides on you, <clears throat> difficult to track, and then they've got lines that are really heavy and pound the puck from the top of traffic and all of that. So it's not an easy game uh, to play. Um, you know, I don't think he loved the second goal, but he kept the Met too and shut it down from there. And it's, it's everything we need and, and want from a goalie. I think it was Pierre's goal just to get them off balance. Yeah, great. <clears throat> Pierre was outstanding tonight all the way through the game. Um, I mean, that, that first period, you know, I thought he was, he was our best player in that first period. And, uh, uh, really set the tone for our game, you know, not, not just in the goal, but just how he played, how he competed, the speed that he played with. I, I just thought he was excellent tonight. So, you know, obviously Austin has a big night tonight, and that line with Mitch and Bunce was really good. <clears throat> but just terrific 
performances all the way through our lineup. You know, I thought uh, Tavares line was really good. Um, they played a lot of time against against the uh, uh, Kucherov and Point and did a great job. Kerfoot scores us a huge goal. You know, obviously Pierre's goal, like we're saying here, but that line was really good with Kampf and Ivarzizi. I thought also was was better tonight than he was in his first game, which is what you're looking for is continued progression. And then the Blackwall group just gave us great efforts as well, played lots of minutes and and uh, gave us good shifts. Defense was really solid throughout, so it's a good good team effort and great results here on the road. Clean ourselves up here now and uh, look to do it again tomorrow. Oh, we're excited about it. I mean, we come on this trip, <clears throat> come on this trip, excited for this for this opportunity to compete and play. You know, we start with a with an important win in Philadelphia, and then we come out here, and you know, I mean, this back to back, you know, in in Florida here with Tampa and the Panthers. You know, it's been it's been kind of you know uh, like a flashing light in the schedule for all, all season long. You know that you know this is going to be a difficult one. Uh, for us to play like this here tonight was great, but obviously a very good team is going to be waiting for us tomorrow, and uh, we're going to have to be prepared for that. There's as good as any team in the league on home ice, and uh, it'll be another challenge for us. Are we seeing a version of Pierre that you kind of felt was always there and you just had to push him a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, that's with how he's skating. He's being assertive. You know, he's earned more opportunity here of late. You know, he's solidified himself in our top nine, and that's really allowed him to build positive momentum and just feel good and confident. So that's that's part of it. But, but yeah, I've seen consistent performance from him, and he's been playing on his toes and, and playing with speed and, and uh, you know, getting offensive contributions, of course, is great, but he's just... Um, he's just been a very responsible and consistent player. That's really what we've been looking for. Is there a chance William might be available tomorrow? Uh, there's a chance, yeah. We'll see. He's going to fly with the team to, uh, I don't know where we're going, South Florida. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what city or whatever the, the, the plane lands in, but we're heading that way, and, uh, and uh, Willie will be with us. So we'll make a decision uh, on him based on how he's feeling and make a decision on Jake Lesson as well. Yeah, we're going where we're going. I don't know. He doesn't fly the plane. He doesn't need to know. He just he hops on a bus, then he gets off, then he gets on a plane, then he gets off. Uh, coach the team, uh, whatever rink he finds himself in, there's Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Anytime he's he's joking and laughing like that, uh, the night probably went pretty well for, for the Leafs. Uh, Gord, he had some high praise for Pierre Engvall. Quick little stat I want to give here. Since November 24th, Pierre Engvall now more even strength goals than John Tavares or William Nylander, and I don't say that to poke either of those two. It's more about... Uh, the uh, the great play uh, they they've got from Engvall, uh, Nylander, Muzzin, game time decisions tomorrow. We'll have the game. I'm really looking forward to it, Gordo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, I like the Blackwell group too. It sounded like a law firm or something. It they does well, it really but, uh, does? But yeah, but he's the guy. He's been unafraid to be a little hard on Engvall. Uh, in the past and this time he really really went out of his way and I agree I mean that you know you got to get those support cast guys hopefully you know playing at their highest level in the playoffs and he's been he's been great the last uh, whatever number of games it is 20 games or so 
Blackwell, Kerfoot, and Abruzzese, the Harvard law firm uh, of Leafs, uh, of smallish, smallish forwards there. Uh, I really liked what they've been getting from Colin Blackwell. Of course, Mark Giordano headlining that trade there, but I've really loved his addition as well. Gordo, as I mentioned, you and I will be back tomorrow when the Leafs continue their roadie. They continue the back-to-back in Florida. Shalgren gets the start for the Leafs as they look for a win against the Panthers. Panthers probably looking for a little revenge after the way things went the last time. Can't wait for puck drop. That comes tomorrow. Night. Thanks so much for listening tonight. It is a 6 2 win for the Leafs. This has been Leafs Nation Post Game with Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick. Thanks for listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.